Welcome back, everybody, to Breaking Down the Doors. And this is our first of the season special edition where we, that is Adam Sparks of the Tennessean and I, Tommy Dees, are picking every SEC game and probably another one, the special pick of the week, against the point spread. So we're appealing to the gambling audience. We're embracing legalized gambling in Tennessee. I hate picking against the spread. It's, it's so you know, as 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 a lot of sports writers, you know, yeah. you go up picking in the paper winners and losers. Mm-hmm. That's so easy. Yeah, picking against the spread is difficult. It is, and that's you know, that's that's why Las Vegas is rich and I'm not. That's because right. Because picking against the spread is difficult, and they always win. But, okay, so each SEC game, right? Right. So right. what we're going to do each week on this edition, um, we'll, we'll do this every week through the season. Adam and I, and uh, we'll go uh, down the SEC list, and we'll pick a game every game against the spread. We've each brought our own pick of the week, which can or cannot be an SEC game, but that's like like if you were going to bet on a game, this is the one you would bet on, or the one I would bet on. And we'll always finish with the Vanderbilt pick, because this is breaking down the doors, and that's the, the local interest game here in Nashville. And furthermore, and Adam doesn't know this, and, and since since technically, if you look in the the HR system and everything, he reports to me. <laughs> so this is kind of an order that I can probably get in trouble for. But I think we, we, we're we going to put lunch on who has the best oh, record okay. on the season. And, and we're not going to make this a you know, $100 type lunch. But wherever, somewhere within walking distance of here, the the one with the better record will be treated by the one with the worst record. Are you are you down with that? Okay, Hattie B's takeout is what uh, it sounds like. They're, that sounds great. They're right by our building. That's I think that's what we're going to do. That's the most Nashville thing ever. It is. Yeah. So we will do Hattie B's lunch, and that, I will say this: it has to include the cobbler. Have okay. you ever had the cobbler? No, I haven't. Cobbler's really good. I wasn't even aware of cobbler. They do a peach cobbler. It's pretty mean. Okay. Well, that's, so, that sounds so like we'll a good wager. And, and, and also, I think we'll, we will, at the end of the season, do all the bowls. And we'll probably break that down into a couple of additions because you kind of have early bowls and then you have the big bowls and playoffs and stuff. So, right. so, so even spread. if you seem to be hopelessly behind, there's like 30-something bowls, you could catch up and win. So you're saying I could, I could catch up. I think I, you one could, of us you could, could catch, catch up. up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, no, but you cannot put ketchup on your Hattie B's. <laughs> so it already has hot sauce, and that's that's going to be good enough. Got it. I eat mild, by the way. If, right. if you want to plan on, go ahead and order. Well, well we, we will um, take a slight detour here because I've had one Hattie B's experience, and being the you know, okay, I'm the tough guy. I'm going to have the fourth out of the five, like the the next to hot, next to hottest. Terrible idea. That was a terrible idea. And I'm too stubborn not to have eaten it, even though it was became like kind of painful. Like it wasn't a pleasant experience. Yeah, after mac about and halfway. cheese is what you should have right. You should have downed a little so, more. Up. So we're talking like we're going middle of the pack for me, you know, mild, medium in in that range. And lots of lots of cobbler. So anyway, Thursday night. Texas State at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a 33-and-a-half-point favorite, which is a big number. And Texas State has been eh, semi-competitive at, at a lower level before, so it's not unthinkable that they can stay within five touchdowns, is it? I waffled on this one quite a bit, but I got A&M. Uh, it's a big number, but I tend to think this is a game where A&M just pours it on 
Yeah, they're going to be shooting a lot of cannons at Kyle Field for yep. this one, and and they're going to come out and. This is A and M's got a little bit of that bully mentality and curb stomp somebody and pound your chest because you beat Texas State really bad and and think it means something and and we'll probably revisit the bully mentality thought later in the year because Texas State's not going to punch them back or you know thumb them in the eye or anything like that they're they're going to take their whooping so I've got A and M covering that spread A and M same for me. Game number two? Game number two is, um, and these are as listed in the order of VegasInsider.com, and we use the consensus spread, and we are recording on Tuesday, so some of these may change, uh, so be warned. But we have uh, Toledo at Kentucky with Kentucky favored by 11.5 at home. I have Toledo covering. Holy Toledo. (laughs) That's, wow. Why why is that? Uh, You know, well, what I had said on the previous podcast for Breaking Down the Doors is I'm not a believer in Kentucky yet. Uh, Even if they get things to where they want to be, I think it will take a while. I don't trust their passing game. I don't trust their quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to have some things to work out in the middle of the season, and I don't think they're going to have them worked out quite yet. I think I think Toledo hangs. I, I think Kentucky wins the game by about ten, but that's eleven and a half point spread. So Toledo covers. I'm taking Kentucky and giving the points. I think at home in the first game of the year they're salty. I don't think Toledo gets a lot of points, so, so this could be like a kind of a ugly, you know, twenty-one to seven kind of thing. Um, just hope it's not twenty-one to ten because boy, that half and hang point you will learn from me agonizes me <laughs> you will learn over the course of us picking this season how much how much i will sweat out that that uh that you know the 11 and a half oh but if it was only 11 right um which that's, almost that's never comes you. into play yeah that's how they get you though well let's see who gets who at the liberty bowl in memphis when old miss marches into memphis like what's that 70 miles away and memphis which is a pretty good program is a five and a half point favorite here Memphis covers. They put, wow. they put up a lot of points. I'm going anti-SEC in wow. this first one. I'm, hater. I, I will probably learn my lesson by week two of this. Are you I, a hater? Of not of the SEC? Well, yeah. I, my roots are more in, in mid-majors, mm-hmm. professionally speaking. So going with a, I don't know, I guess they'd be a mid-major. I think Ole Miss is kind of a mid-major of SEC teams. Oh, that's. <laughs> but I think they're going to cover and not win. Okay. So if they do win, I still win because I'm taking the points. Memphis wins by touchdown, so I've got them covering. Okay. I think maybe a field goal, and I'm I'm taking the five and a half. And uh, boy, if they could only win by you know like five, and then I get my half point cover. That that's the heavenly thing to do. But I'm I'm, there. We we already got two out of three that we disagree on. And now we got Mississippi State marching into New Orleans to play Lafayette ULL. Also known in some circles as U La La, they and they claim they're the University of Louisiana. University of Louisiana. I've covered a number of games at Louisiana. And they're really Lafayette. funny about that. Yeah, don't dare call them U L L. Don't call them La Lafayette. Don't call them anything. You know, but, I bet they don't like U La La. No, they really don't. They get, um, I mean, they get nasty about that. But but the, you know what? Let me let me give you a little history lesson. They took that up with the state legislature in the state of Louisiana, which said. No, you're Louisiana Lafayette. You're not the University of Louisiana. I said there's a thing called LSU here. That's their athletic branding. And if you actually go to their website, including their athletic page, and go to the bottom, it will tell you it's the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Because they have to say that. Because they have to. 
by but, state law. But I'm picking them to cover. It's a, is it 21? 21 point favorite, those bullies are. I've got, there's, uh, it's a solid program, good athletes. It's in New Orleans. Uh, Mississippi State wins that game, but I, I think it takes three and a half to four quarters to do it. And so I think Lafayette or University of Louisiana, I think they uh, they cover. I don't think the University of Louisiana covers this, but I do think Louisiana Lafayette does. <laughs> I think it's going to be a backdoor cover here, one of where, where maybe um, Mississippi State is up more than 21, 24, even 28, and, and they kind of, you know, the starters start coming out and the Louisiana starters don't, and they hang in there and, and score late and, and cover the spread. So we agree on that one. So backdoor we don't agree cover. on what to call them. That is called a backdoor cover, so you're okay. learning. Sure. If you were a degenerate gambler, you already knew that. If you're a degenerate gambler, you just got excited. Yeah, if you're a degenerate gambler, phrase. you're probably the only one listening to this podcast. <laughs> but, but, you know, that you might be a redneck thing, or you might be a degenerate gambler if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, people. No, you're not. Not at all. Uh, this line moves. South Carolina, yeah, and North The next Carolina. game, we've got another neutral site game. We're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. So South Carolina versus North Carolina, and South Carolina is a nine and a half point pick, and it actually opened at seven and a half. So it's moved two points, which is a lot since Sunday. So a lot of money is going the way of the Gamecocks. There. That is correct. Uh, and I think and that's what Vegas does. They're trying to correct that and get money on the other and side. I think more money should go that way because I'm picking the Gamecocks. Uh, North Carolina will be fixed in time by Mac Brown. It's not going to be fixed this week. North Carolina will never be fixed. By Mac Brown did a great job at North Carolina his first run, but I don't think Mac Mac Brown's going to be like like Mark Richt. Oh yeah, I want to coach again. I want to coach again. No, nah, not really. Yeah, maybe not. A couple maybe. of years, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. South Carolina's a very physical team. That 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 game they win by double digits, which means they cover. So we agree on that. Yeah, we do. Good old Rocky Top, Georgia State at Tennessee, which has given up twenty six points and. Quite frankly, the question here is, can, can Tennessee score 26 points in a football game? Oh, sheesh. Okay. <laughs> I think they can. Um, and I think despite some of the issues that they may have with their offensive line, I think they're good enough to block Georgia State. I could see this game being close early, but I, I got yeah, Tennessee first four covered. Minutes. Well, yeah. If four quarters is a long time. Yeah. And so I, I think this is maybe one where UT's up by 10, people panic, and then, oh, look, they're up by 17 and 24 and 31. Yeah, I Georgia think, State now plays at the old Turner Field, don't they? I believe that's is that correct. Right? I believe so. The old baseball, that's they, the Olympic Stadium. Okay. And it won't matter in Rocky Top, which plays on top of a mountain near a river. And Tennessee will cover the 26 and do so comfortably. And people wearing checker orange and white will be very, very happy. And then next week will come and they'll play BYU, but we'll talk about that next week. Hmm. So we are in agreement that Tennessee yes, covers. Tennessee covers. Uh, how about this? Alabama goes to Atlanta, where it plays about three times a year, it seems like. The SEC championship, sometimes a playoff game. Oh, yeah, and a, and a neutral site opener quite often. Against Duke, which was, and, and I have a little inside knowledge on this, was the, the people that organize this game every year, the Chick-fil-A Bowl people, and they really covet, although they have ventured outside when they've had to. But what they really want is a SEC-ACC matchup, just like the Bowl is. Is this the one they wanted, though? This is the one in the ACC that said, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's our turn. We'll take our whooping. <laughs> um, because I understand quite a few others have said, yeah, not right now. And, and quite frankly, I don't think they tried to make Alabama-Clemson because they knew both of them would say, well, we're going to see them later anyway. Right. 
but a lot of the and I think Florida State has jumped back into that somewhere soon down the road I think Miami might be in that mix somewhere soon down the road but I, I am told or was told when I worked in Tuscaloosa that that they really had a hard time finding an ACC team to fill this and then Duke hadn't stepped up they would have still tried to make an Alabama game with whoever from outside the league so that being said 35 points that's a lot of points against a Duke program that usually scores a lot of points even if you're talking about the backdoor cover, if, if if Alabama gets down to the third and fourth team guys in the fourth quarter and Duke ends up with 21 points or 17 points, that's a, that's a hard cover. Yeah, normally I thought Alabama would not cover here because I tend to think of Saban calling off the dogs a little bit in a game like that. But it being the opener, I tend to think those third team, fourth team guys are going to be pretty eager to do something. Um I think they're going to try to extend the playbook as much as they can. I just think they'll be really eager uh, to put on a show. I've got Alabama covering the 35. I think so, and I think you know, you're know you also talking about a Duke team that lost a quarter. Whatever you think about the New York Giants pick, a first-round guy to the NFL, it's hard to plug in another one of those when you're at Duke. And, and then go face Alabama. And then go face Alabama, you know, it's so – that whoever the new quarterback is is probably going to get going to think about whether this was a good idea because Alabama's going to be all over him and I, th- I think Alabama's going to probably win more like 40 49 or 50 something points and Duke just can't cover so this gets to the part where I like and, and as we indoctrinate people to how we're going to do this picks thing every week is when there is no line for instance, it's early in the week and they haven't put a line on a game because there's an injury situation. Well, we can't go back and tape a whole other podcast. Or when there's no line because it's against a FCS or you know a lower level opponent, then Vegas just says we're not going to put a line on that. We just get to pick the winner, which makes our record look a lot more at the end, better at the end of the year because there's going to be about oh 14 type games like that over the course of the year, which are should be 14 wins for us. But Portland State, which is apparently from Portland, Oregon, sure, is visiting Arkansas, and there's no line. And I'm taking Arkansas to win straight up. I flipped a coin, and it landed on Arkansas. So yeah, I didn't. So I didn't. That's not a high confidence pick because I did see Arkansas <laughs> last <right>. year. <laughs> they got a long way to go, but I, I actually think Chad Morris is a good hire for them. We'll see over the course of the year or two whether that's true he can recruit texas which is the key to winning in arkansas and at least gives them a fighting chance to do that and then he wants to run 118 plays a game or something like that going all tempo and that ought to be enough to score on portland state so then what i think is one of the tougher games to pick another neutral site auburn oregon and arlington texas so is that is that in the jerry dome it is okay AT&T Stadium. That's right. The, the ADD Dome. Stadium. There's sure. lots of flashing lights. Auburn is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You have? I'm taking the three-and-a-half. That's where that half-point hook, the hook right there. If Auburn wins by a field goal, you're still, you still win if you take the points. And Oregon's supposed to be pretty good. I think they've got a good, young, hard-nosed coach. They're not quite as flashy as they used to be. They'll have some ridiculously ugly uniforms because that's what Oregon does. But I'm not so sold on Auburn. I am not sold on Auburn as contending in the West. I am sold on Auburn of winning by at least a touchdown over Oregon, or at least three and a half in this case. I've I've, I've got Auburn. I, I still think there's plenty of offense there. 
I don't know if Gus is. Gus a guy. is calling the plays. Yeah, and I and I, I think they'll be. I think the offense will look good. I think they'll be well coached at least for that opener, and uh, I think Oregon will be a half a step behind in adjusting. So I've got Auburn covering the three and a half. Okay, interesting little game, although not not necessarily on the who's going to win straight up. Uh, Georgia Southern at LSU. LSU's basically a four touchdown favorite, but not quite because the line has moved a half point in the other direction, and they are a 27-and-a-half-point favorite. I've got Georgia Southern. You're going to bring that, uh, that hand bone offense, yeah. that, uh, that option down to Baton Rouge. Yeah, and I was trying to remember why I picked Georgia Southern, but I did. Well, they can control some clock yeah. if they get that option going. And maybe I'm and it's thinking... It's hard to defend if you don't see it every year. You know, I've seen LSU lay an egg against inferior teams. Troy. Yeah, Troy is the UAB first one that I... UAB many years ago, yes. even when Nick Saban lost it to UAB. Typically, I wouldn't think of that happening in the opener, but I guess when I made these picks and I was thinking about it last night, I... Well, they can win by 14 and still lay an egg, you sure. know. So, I've, be, so I've, I've got... I've got Georgia Southern. I'm going to stick with for that pick for whatever reason. I probably did just hours of research that I don't recall. <laughs> overthought it. I've got I've got Georgia Southern though covering. Okay, well I've got LSU covering, but I think that's going to be they're going to need a little magic late to do that to cover that number, not to win, but to you know they might be up three touchdowns after three quarters, and that's when the that's when the foot goes on the gas a little, and the other team's just a little worn out. Very interesting game here, I think. Missouri at Wyoming. First of all, you don't see a lot of SEC on the road at, at mid-majors like Wyoming, and Missouri's given up 17.5 points. Yeah, very intriguing matchup. And I like Wyoming's coach. He's done a pretty good job there, actually. And because it is at, at Wyoming, that'll be an event there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a close game for quite a while. I think Missouri pulls away. I've got Missouri covering. And I, I think that's a night game. I think the Moose Hunters get to go out and hunt moose and i guess you hunt moose in wyoming i'm making stuff up now anyway i got missouri covering but i don't have a lot of confidence that they'll cover because i actually like the wyoming coach and what he's done a place where if you get a three-star recruit it's amazing right um you know and and he's actually been somewhat competitive there so so hats off to him picks of the week we got one more sec game which we shall return to but we're going to show our cards right now and we have poured over every line in the nation. Sure. Adam has called people that, that would really disreputable reputations in Nashville <laughs> who know about these things that like hang out in Printer's Alley and stuff like that and dug up. What pick did you dig up? I dug up Florida International at Tulane. Tulane is a two-point favorite, and I am taking FIU to cover that two. FIU, uh, I've covered quite a number of FIU games back in the day. FIU usually has a lot of good athletes. FIU, FIU is a team that can be really good w- one week and really bad the next. I think they won about nine games last year. Uh, good Conference USA program. They were 4-1 and one on the road last year. I think they'll be good on the road this year. And so I've, I've got them covering that two points at Tulane, and I think they may even just win it outright. They should out-athlete them, I would think. That's I like that pick. Well, kind of, um, you know, they, they Florida International has not been a great program. They're getting leftovers of leftovers in Florida, but yes. that that you can still find some real football players in Florida. Yes, that fall to you. Man, um, Manny Diaz, the new Miami coach, I used to cover him, and he once said. 
if you run a red light in Miami, he's, he's from Miami mm-hmm. originally. If you run a red light in Miami and you, and you bump into three kids, two of them are four stars. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. I would, but I, I've always referred to them as Florida Intramural. And uh, and the other one, Florida Atlantic, Florida Pathetic, which which I guess they're a little better because they got Lane Kiffin, but that was just kind of because they were kind of homecoming fodder for most sure. of their existence for most of the time you'd see them on an SEC schedule or something, which you saw them from a different perspective. I have but. a few FIU FAU stories that I will share on a future podcast. Well, we perhaps. should, we, yeah, we, we'll get a chance. You can bring your adventure picks out, and you can just pick Lane Kiffin every week for, and I'd be happy. Mine is also uh, in the state of Florida. And I'm also taking, um, well, yours isn't in, but it involves a Florida team. I'm, t- I'm taking Boise State plus the five and a half at Florida State. Partly, Boise State's a lot more for real than, you know, the other, there's about three programs or that, that G5, you know, the, the group of five conferences that are really playing upper-level Division One football on a fairly regular basis lately. And that Central Florida, which may or may not maintain it, because they're also about four or five years from 0-12 removed, that is Boise State. And Troy has, has been – I'm talking about ones that have somewhat – Appalachian State's kind of had its moments. But those three in particular kind of seem to be able to play the big boys without fear. And they've come to the south and played before. And, and the humidity doesn't seem to kill them. Playing on a green field doesn't seem to, to throw them off hmm. too much. So, so I'm going to take the five and a half. I'm not sure they're going to win, but I think Florida State's going to know they're in a game. And I think FSU's in a shambles. Yeah, I, I like that pick because I don't think Boise thinks they're an underdog in that game. Yeah, and I'm not sure Florida State guys <laughs> have a lot of confidence in themselves, not, not, who, not because of who they're playing, but just because why would you? Yeah, recent history tells you that Florida State is a little – we're concerned about that game. Boise State is confident in that game. Mm-hmm. Then that may be the deciding factor, at least in that line. Well, we've got one game left to pick, and that is the one in Nashville. Georgia is a 21-point favorite at Vanderbilt, and I'll just come straight out and say Georgia covers and does so fairly easily. Um, I don't know if it'd be easily. I waffled on this one quite a bit, and maybe that's the too-close-to-it beat rider mentality. But I had Georgia, then I had Vandy, then I had Georgia, then I had Vandy, and I settled on Georgia – Georgia won this one, I think, by 28 last year, won about 31 two years ago. Georgia's overpowering. I think Vandy's got some good things they're going to do. I think at times in this game, Vandy's going to say, we have a chance. I think that's going to be in the first and second quarter, and I don't think that's – I think that feeling is going to evaporate in the second half. So close game for a half, yes, Georgia is going to score 14-17 in a row sometime in the second half, pull away, and I think Georgia covers the 21. Okay, so we agree on that one. But we have lots that we disagree on. And uh, you'll find out how good or bad we are at this uh, over the weekend and over the course of the year. We'll be doing this every week on Breaking Down the Doors. I'm Tommy Dees uh, for Adam Sparks. We ask you to subscribe to Tennessean.com where um, you can go online and see these picks and uh, many other things, including Adam's coverage of Vanderbilt football. And um, we ask you to uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast because we're going to do it every week.